Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. So many of us are paralyzed when life happens because we don't have a process for how we process. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth Podcast with Patrice Washington. This is a space that you come to each and every week to learn more about what it means to chase purpose, not money. Yes, that is our mantra as a community. I have lived by that mantra for so long. And even though I am known as a finance expert, what I teach here in this community is that we don't subscribe to the surface level definition of wealth that we hear out in the world, which is it's all about money and material possessions. What I truly believe in and what we subscribe to as a community is the original 12th century definition of wealth which says it's about the condition of well-being and happiness. And so it is so important that in order to be well, we understand how to process life because life is always gonna bring things to our doorstep that we weren't quite prepared for and that we didn't really bargain for, we didn't ask for, but yet it is upon us and we have to know how to deal with it. And more and more, I am talking to people and realizing that so many of us are paralyzed when life happens because we don't have a process for how we process. We're going to get into that today, but first, let me ask that you rate and review this podcast. If you're an OG listener and you consider yourself to truly be a purpose chaser and you reviewed the podcast a year, two years, three years, four years ago, guess what? It is time to do another review, another rating, because your engagement with those reviews are what helps other people find the Redefining Wealth podcast. And we want to spread this good news that people don't have to chase money all the days of their lives and they can still be well. So please help me in the effort to do that by rating and reviewing the podcast. Also, let's get into the affirmation of the week because I really... I'm so excited about today's episode. Here we go. You know, you got to speak positivity into your life, into your day. 
got to affirm positivity. You got to affirm abundance. You got to affirm yourself to wealth. Today's affirmation is, I am the CEO of my life. I set the strategy, goals, and vision for my life. I own my successes and I own my failures. I understand that success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. When I experience a major challenge, I reinvent myself in the marketplace. I protect my brand at all costs. Quality control is in my hands and I choose team players that work to fulfill the mission and vision. I fire those who do not get the job done. I focus only on the activities which produce positive returns. I take 100% responsibility for the outcome of my life. Declare today, I am the CEO of my life. Okay, so as I was sharing, I truly believe that many of us feel stuck in our lives because we don't have a system for how we are going to deal with life when it comes. It's not a matter of if, it's when. And I have heard over and over again for the last few weeks, so many people, women in particular, who have talked to me at a live event like Confidence Activated, I spoke at a couple of weeks ago. I shared openly about what I was, what I'm learning and discovering and processing as a newly divorced woman. And there was a question from the audience from someone else who's been divorced for four years and said, But I'm still paralyzed, and you seem to have so much joy. I talked to a woman in the hallways of that same event who said, I've been out of a long-term relationship for seven years and I haven't been able to date or move forward and I just feel stuck. I've talked to people in my DMs and I've received the emails and over and over again, I hear this idea of I am stuck, I am paralyzed. And each time, this is what I have to offer. And I thought it could go further if we talked about it more openly and publicly here on the podcast, because I truly believe that if you feel paralyzed because of some life transition that you've experienced, it could have been the death of a loved one. It could have been the death of a relationship, could have been the loss of a career that you thought you would have forever. I don't know what your transition looks like, but I know that so many of us have experienced so many levels of transitions and so many types of transitions, just even in the last few years since this pandemic. But I believe that when we don't have a process for how we process life, then yes, we do stay stuck and we do feel paralyzed. Because oftentimes we are not really considerate of what we believe and how we will exercise what we believe about ourselves, about God, about others, until we're in the midst of a crisis. And what I want to encourage you to do today is start to really assess and analyze what your process is for how you process life. Because it's not a matter of if something else is coming. As long as we are alive, 
we will experience trials in life. We can look at anything in this world and say, oh, I could never. But you know how people always say never say never. If it's not one thing, it'll be something else. But a part of life, I believe a big purpose of life is for us to learn and to grow and to be stretched. And usually that comes out of pain. Usually that comes out of a trial. Usually that comes out of some level of turmoil. And the reason that many of us experience something and then just stay there for months and years and decades is because we didn't have a process we were already living within or a framework for how we would move through things before something catastrophic happened. Now, I'm not saying that this is like bulletproof, but I'm saying to have a baseline process for how you're going to navigate life, I think it can only help. It definitely can't hurt because there are other people out there who have experienced exactly what you've experienced. And yet for some reason, they're able to continue to move forward. I don't think it's because they're special. I don't think it's because I'm special, but I do think that having a framework for how I live my life and the ways that I will nurture myself and check in with myself and see if I'm feeling aligned or listening to my body and all those things, I don't only try to pull it out when I'm in the midst of a problem. It's just the pattern and process that I've created for how I will live my life. So let's talk about process because, you know, I love a good definition, right? So process, a process is a series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end. It's a series or set of activities that interact to produce a result, right? It can occur once only or be recurrent or periodic. I tend to feel that the only time I see people, and I, and this is because I work with a lot of women and I coach lots of people um, in my group coaching programs, I'm interacting with so many people. So I can see this over and over and over again. And then with my DM ministry, <laughs> where there's always so many people in my DMs, I see it. And what I hear is I am going through this challenge, insert challenge, whatever that is. And I don't know what to do. And so I typically find myself asking people, well, like, what is your fit pillar life look like? Because the fit pillar which is about becoming your best self. And if you are new here and you don't know anything about the six pillars of wealth that we teach from, go to patricewashington.com forward slash six pillars and you can grab the cheat sheet and get acclimated. But that fit pillar about becoming your best self, it's about being mentally and physically well. It is really tempting to believe that that fit pillar piece is all about a dress size or a number on a scale, but it is not. Having as a part of my process, doing things to make sure I'm mentally well. So biweekly therapy, whether I'm in a you know tough time or not, and then going to the gym regularly about five times a week. Being in the gym is a stress reliever for me. Lifting weights may not be your thing, but maybe Pilates is, maybe taking walks are, maybe doing some type of group fitness class, maybe doing Zumba, dancing, some, something that allows you to move your body 
and really start to develop a greater relationship with your body. I remember for years, I didn't know what it meant to listen to my body. But now, even when I'm in a tough season, I can feel certain things in my belly. I can feel it in my chest. I can feel my throat shutting down when I'm not speaking up for myself. I have a confession to make. My relationship with looking good is so complicated. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I like high quality clothes. I just don't like going shopping and I definitely don't always want to pay high quality prices, if you know what I'm saying. Plus, I don't always want to wear the same stuff over and over again. So I was super excited when I found out about the clothing rental membership armoire because they are making getting dressed stylish, but super easy. When I signed up, I took a five minute style quiz and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my lifestyle. I'm filming in a few weeks and I literally just got the cutest blazers delivered to my door in as little as two days. And when I'm ready for new clothes, I can just swap them out for more new-to-me styles. So whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for some black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room and you won't have to feel bad for only wearing something once. Now, what I also love is that Armoire is women-founded and women-led. They even spotlight women-owned designers on their website. So I know I'm wearing brands that are aligned with my values. I love that I can support a business that's built by women like me. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you might want to try Armoire. I promise you will never be without the perfect outfit for any occasion ever again. And right now, Redefining Wealth listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash wealth. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash wealth to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. There are so many elements to how you know your body runs obviously and being in tune with my body actually helps me also process what i'm experiencing in life like i know when it's time to lay down i know when i can't take anymore i know when my focus is just trash like i'm learning and continuing to learn and grow right but i already had listening to my body as a part of my process so when life happens and I'm trying to push through because I was taught to push through, I now know how to take a step back because my process includes listening to my body as a part of the fit pillar. My process includes taking time for my faith pillar. Some of you only pray when you're in the presence of danger. Some of you only pray when a plate is pushed in front of your face. But other than that, there's no intentionality behind your prayer life if that is a part of your religious beliefs. Some of you only journal 
when someone gives you a prompt, <laughs> but not because it's a part of your process. Now, I'm not saying that you have to pray or journal. I'm saying though, for me, I have learned that I have to make those a consistent part of my process for how I process life. Because then when I'm in the midst of chaos or crisis, I can maintain some sense of peace and normalcy and dare I say joy, because I'm not trying to figure out what I now believe. I'm not in the midst of grieving and also trying to figure out what's going to give me life, right? I have a process for those things. So I can pray and meditate and journal about the betrayal. I can pray and meditate and journal ab about the tough time. I can pray and meditate and journal. I'm not in the midst of betrayal going, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Because there's a process already at play just in my everyday life. If you are feeling paralyzed, might it be because you just don't have a process yet for how you manage your life, like baseline? You just don't have a method for conducting affairs. And so then when it becomes time to process life, it's a double whammy because you're experiencing all of this stuff and you're just confused about what to do with it, right? And even further than that, why is it even harder to process important life events like today? I was reading up on this. Scientists have measured the amount of data that enters the brain and found that an average person, me and you, living today, processes as much as 74 gigabytes of information in a day. That's as much as watching 16 movies every day. There are so many things that are competing for our attention, right? There are so many things that are competing for our, our attention. 500 years ago, 74 gigabytes of information would be what a highly educated person consumed in a lifetime through books. We are being bombarded with things every single day. And on top of that, most of it is foolishness. Most of it are distractions. And most of it is what keeps us from being able to process the things that we actually care about. It keeps us from processing what we should do with our children, what we should do with this relationship, how we can activate our purpose in the marketplace. We are so distracted by all of these things because we don't have a process for how we process. We are just being thrown so much information and just so many gimmicks and tricks and just so much stuff, all the marketing that's coming at us. It is too much. And I, I think as humans at this point, we were just not built for all of this. And so now when we should be giving our attention to getting in alignment for ourselves and paying attention to the things that matter most to, to us and what feels right in our spirit, we don't even know how, because we don't know how know how to take time for ourselves. We don't know how to slow down. We don't know how to ignore any and every other voice for even 10 minutes out the day. My process includes a lot of quiet time. My, my process includes a lot of quiet time. So I could just sit with Patrice and hear Patrice's heart and hear her soul 
and hear her desires and hear what feels good in her body, feel what feels good in her body, all of those things. But that is a part of my daily, weekly, monthly process. When I started podcasting, I had nothing, no fancy equipment, no cover art, no theme music. I just had this burning desire that I was supposed to use my purpose of helping people redefine wealth in the podcasting space. And so with some intentional planning, I launched what became the Redefining Wealth podcast in just three weeks. That was four years ago. And today, the Redefining Wealth podcast has over 9 million downloads. We've interviewed everyone from celebrities to entertainers to authors and thought leaders. We've been featured everywhere from Success Magazine to Cosmopolitan and even Good Morning America. Now, why do I share all that? Because I'm not special. The truth is, this started with leaning into my purpose and being willing to use my voice in a powerful way. And I bet that there's something that's calling you as well, something that you need to use your voice to amplify in the marketplace. So I wanna help you do that. If you're finally ready to use your voice and launch a podcast that aligns with your purpose, I wanna invite you to check out my intentional online training, Podcast with Purpose. You can find out more details at podcastwithpatrice.com. That's podcastwithpatrice.com. Your purpose deserves to be amplified and I want to help you do that. As I was researching um, more about processing, something that came up was processing speed. And it says processing speed is a cognitive ability that could be defined as the time it takes a person to do a mental task. The time it takes a person to do a mental task. It is related to the speed in which a person can understand and get this, and react to the information they receive. Get this, processing speed is the time between receiving and responding to a stimulus. Some of us are receiving a lot of information. You may have received a notice of termination from your job. You have you may have received a divorce decree. You may have received a diagnosis that you were not prepared for. You may have received a call that someone that you love dearly has, you know, gone on. I don't know what you received, but I know that sometimes the reason that there's such a gap between receiving information and our ability to truly respond and respond in a way that is healthy and respond in a way that allows us to continue to move forward. The gap is because we don't have a process for internalizing information that we're receiving, right? And then responding appropriately. We just out here winging it. We've just been out here winging it. Some of you have a process, you just don't call it anything. But I really want to invite you to see it as a process so that when something different happens, you know, there might be some other revelation that just jars you and, um, you know, throws you into something. When you think about how you've processed other difficult times in your life, that might be the method 
right? For how you can process whatever's before you today. That might be the method of conducting affairs for you. Slow or poor processing speed is not related to intelligence. Again, this is not about, oh, someone's more brilliant than you. This is not about, oh, so-and-so is special. Slow or poor processing speed is not related to intelligence. And that means that one does not necessarily predict the other, right? Slow processing speed means that some determined tasks will be more difficult than others, right? It means that there could be interference with your executive functions because a person with slow processing speed will have a harder time planning. You'll have a harder time making decisions, starting tasks, paying attention, setting goals, and essentially living your life. And what I'm proposing is that we can increase that processing speed, right? We can automate some of the steps that are needed for us, because I think it's an individual thing. Everyone has to figure out what works for them, but we can get you through life when life hits sooner, quicker, faster, if you have a process or baseline of some kind, because we know life is going to life. We know that accidents don't make appointments. And this is why I believe having rituals and routines in place matter. Even for those of us who feel like, well, I'm a free spirit, even a free spirit needs a process when it comes to this. Not that it's the end all be all, but it's a baseline because you don't want to figure out what you believe in the midst of your grief, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of turmoil. You don't want to have to figure out what you believe. You, you want to test all this stuff out in, on the good days, right? And then put it in the place because you can add on and you can adjust based on the season. But is there a standard for how you will process what needs to be processed? Is there a baseline of some kind that just guides how you move and maneuver through the inevitable things of life? Right? And while I know that a lot of our processing speed, like, right, the, the connections that we make to certain events and what those events mean, because I always say we all get to tell a story, but we could choose whether that story is going to empower us or disempower us. Many of us have formed these stories and have the ways that we process because of childhood, specifically childhood trauma. These connections for many of us are made in childhood but we have the power to change them. The best thing about childhood is that it's over and we can improve our brain's processing speed. We can improve our soul's processing speed. We can improve our heart's processing speed, right? Like with any other cognitive ability, if you train it, right? If you train it and you learn some new techniques and some new ways of being and some new thoughts, some new ideas, new possibilities open up, then you can be trained to improve the processing speed. Because the other definition of process that I loved was a series of changes that happen naturally. And I wanted to have this conversation because I don't want you to only think about this when you're in the midst of crisis. 
I want you to be so much like on autopilot, not on autopilot with life, but that some of these things happen so automatically for you that when you get the call, you don't react with anger and, you know, bawling all over the place and running around hysterically and all the emotions because you have a process when life happens and you get a call, whatever the call is, you can respond with peace. You can respond level-headed. You can respond and ask clarifying questions. You can respond by taking a moment, right? Because I think when we're reacting, it's usually from fear. And there's just like this, you know, all the things are happening inside of our body versus responding and being a bit more calm, cool, and collected. I remember when I got the call that my mom had a stroke a couple years ago now. And her cousin found her on the floor after having that stroke. And I was very calm. You know, because that day, my day was normal. Lots of things, you know, were just, I was going throughout the day, but that morning I had worked out and that morning I had my prayer time and my journaling and meditation time. So my natural disposition was one of more peace and just calmness. And I remember calling my brother and he was freaking out. And I mean, obviously I understand freaking out because we're both in Georgia and our mom's in California and we don't know what's going on and it's COVID and no one can go to the hospital and all this stuff. But I remember my brother getting upset because he said I was too calm. But I was calm because I already was living in, in my process for how I process. I wasn't trying to figure out how to calm down my natural disposition was one of calm. There was something in my spirit that had already told me my mom would be fine. So I did not panic and get alarmed. I just was thinking, how do I support the people who are supporting her? How do I stay calm so that they can speak to me and I can receive whatever this information is? How do I figure out the next step, which is to get me to California and when I should get to California? Because rushing to go there the next day possibly wouldn't be very helpful. It was more important that I was there when she was released from the hospital. Because I was calm, I could think through those types of decisions. What I'm saying is, right, it is so important for us to have a process for how we process life. I do believe that you will get unstuck. I do believe that even if you have a moment where you're feeling paralyzed, it will not last for two and four and seven years because you are already in the process of doing the things that help keep you moving forward anyway. And life happens and things come along and you just roll those those negative experiences or those hard lessons or betrayals or whatever you want to call them, you just roll them into the process. I really do believe I've been able to navigate this entire season of separation and divorce much more peacefully than a lot of people um, 
kind of spoke initially because I already had a process. So it was easy for me to say, well, I don't receive that because I wasn't in the habit of being frazzled. I wasn't in the habit of cussing folks out. (laughs) I wasn't in the habit of trying to fight people. I wasn't in the habit of doing all this stuff. I was already in the habit of operating um, with a certain level of peace, intentionality, integrity, like all these things. So it just, it just became how, like I got through that season. So think about your process for processing. And I just wanted to plant this seed again. Um, I'm still praying about it. It's coming together, but a reminder that I am going to be opening up uh, the doors to mastery and momentum. It is going to be a mastermind community of people who want to get off autopilot and just doing things and reacting and want to learn how to respond to life's happenings. We're going to come together and do that in a very supportive community um, because I want to help you process life with more intentionality. Uh, But in a way that, in a way that allows you to respond to things more peacefully, more calmly, um, in a way that allows you to even pursue your purpose with more joy, more calm, more peace, more simplicity, more authenticity. I think we're just in a in such a need. Like I just feel that there is a season where we just want to do what feels good in our body, what feels good in our heart, our mind, our soul, our spirit. And I think that we've learned so many things and we've been so distracted by all the messaging and all the things out there that we are just making things hard and we are pushing and we are forcing and we're trying to manipulate. And I know that there's a group of people and I'm saying people because this is for men and women who want to move with more ease and grace and peace and still believe that because you do good work in the world, you deserve to be compensated well. This is not, oh, I want to have peace, but I don't want to be profitable. No, I don't, you know, oh, it's not about money. No, you still need money to operate in this space, (laughs) to operate in the world. But how can we get there and achieve the goals and the results that we desire, but from a place of more ease and grace, from a place where maintaining joy becomes the standard, not doing things because you have to for money. Mastery momentum is really just going to be rooted in the pillars and making sure that our process for navigating life encompasses using these pillars, fit, people, space, faith, work, and money to our advantage, not to work against anything, but to work with it. So there's going to be an application I know we've seen a few emails come through. If you're interested and there's just something that speaks to you about working with me in a smaller group capacity um, for six or 12 months, still trying to figure that out, but just send an email and say, put me on the mastery and momentum wait list. It's info at patricewashington.com. When the application is available, we'll update the show notes with the application link. But for now, you can email info at patricewashington.com. Uh, And when the application is ready, we'll get it over to you. And I'm really looking forward to taking this really intimate group of, of people on this journey with me to just continue to redefine wealth for ourselves, 
to continue to develop our process for processing so that we're not distracted by what the world says and what the world defines and what the world wants, but we are honest and all in about figuring out what literally works for us. And I think it's going to be cool. I just already feel, I'm already praying for those that will be attracted to this opportunity. We're going to learn so much from one another. And what I love is that no two people's process will be the same. Because to me, this is about everyone getting to truly be radically honest about what works for them. But this is the container where you will learn to own what works for you. No questions, no explaining to others, but own literally what works for you because it genuinely works for you, not because it sounds good or you feel like you should do it. I'm super excited about that. So I invite you to join me again, Mastery and Momentum. Right now, just email info at patricewashington.com. And when I have the application ready for you, um, you will be the first to get it. And then uh, check back here. We'll likely uh, update the show notes and put that link in the show notes as well. All right. Um, I hope that blesses you. Think about what your process for processing is. Come on over to the free Redefining Wealth Facebook community and let me know what you thought. You can also find me on social media. I'm at Seek Wisdom PCW. If this episode spoke to you, share it on your feed or in your stories and tag me at Seek Wisdom PCW. Let me know what you're taking away. And that's it for me this week. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later.